Hello and welcome to Scoppy Radio Live. Hello. Uh, my name is Daniel Johansson. Uh, there is no Maureen Smith Smith tonight. She had to work a shift <gasps> down at the cafe. Oh no. Also, she's racist, so that's kind of a <laughs> hard thing. <laughs> Damn Trump supporters. Yeah. Um, no, she wishes she could be here. Um, but so we are joined today by Samantha Ataguile, Lily Guerrero, Stan DeSweichel Jr., oh, oh, yes. uh, Alexandra Salas, and Jonathan Chebreros. Chebreros. It's that, that Italian. It's no Italian. Yeah. I'm no not today. Not tonight. No, there's yeah. no ch- I'm kind of. I'm today. I'm today. That's a different story. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So I am really glad. Titi's for those who don't know is tetas. Titi's. Educate the audience here. The mammarial glands for those who must be technical. The mighty ones. Okay, all right, we're off topic here. No, no, no worries. That's that's like the nature of our show. It's entirely just tangential sexuality. Yeah. Um. So the. First, I'm gonna try and like not be involved in this conversation as possible, but I'm, I have a I have an ego, I think, a little one, but a but a prominent one. Um, a little prominent. Ego. So my my first question for y'all, um, it's something that we've been thinking about uh, with this. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. Endeavor that we're doing, which is as like, I have a pretty prominent theory that it's really hard for white people to be involved with cultural things and not fucking it up, no matter how good their intentions are. Um, and I know that's like a weird place to start with like this conversation, so I'm sorry for that. Um, but I, so my, my question here has to do with representation. You know, it's, it's what we decided to go with as far as naming this series that we're doing. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's important to me to really get as many POC voices involved in this conversation. Um, because I think, you know, as, as anything, um, it needs that, especially, especially when you're talking about representing culture. Um, but I also know that um, the term representation, like so many other terms like accessibility um, and other things can be a buzzword that, uh, that organizations will use to like basically check off a box of, well, you know, we're being culturally diverse um, because we run representation programs or things like that. Um, so I, I basically would love to hear from you all um, what representation in art and culture means to you um, and to what extent it doesn't, it's not a matter of that for you and it's more about celebrating and presenting cultural excellence. And it's basically co- coming off of what Alex was talking about, where it's, it doesn't need to be this white people giving a favor to... It was Ashley. Ashley was I, I'm sorry. Ashley yeah, was. Ashley. I'll take the credit. <laughs> yeah. Ashley Lugo. Um, so yeah, uh, what do y'all think about that? I know that's a lot of... Oh, okay. Um, I think, ultimately... For me, representation means to look in the media uh, and see somebody that looks like you. And for a long time, it was only white people. Um, and it's getting better, but it's really slow. I do think um, representation for Latinx um, actors and, and singers and things and, and, and black singers and actors is definitely better than it would be for Asian performers um, by far. 
So there's a lot of work that definitely needs to be done. Um, and also what Ashley had said earlier, and specifically about us doing this Latinx concert, there's such a wealth of repertoire and it's really underdone and underperformed and it shouldn't, I mean, it's a very special thing when you have people from these backgrounds coming to sing this music because you don't get that all the time. But at the same time, it shouldn't be an anomaly right. that it's so special and unique that we're doing it. Like, it's fantastic and I love that we're doing it. Um, but it's that fine line that, like, because it's not, this sort of event doesn't happen all the time, that it makes it that extra special. Um, so we, I want to find a balance just in terms of, like, having this music heard um, by other people and being disseminated the way that German and French and blah, blah, blah songs and op operas are. Um, but at the same time, like, keep it as a little, a little precious, if you will, because yeah. like when it comes from your own culture, your own people, like it's, it's extra close to you, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's interesting that you say that, Sam, because I, I grew up in Miami. I grew up in South Florida. Um, Alex speaking here. Um, and I, I didn't feel that way. Um, I grew up in a high school, like I went to high school and 95% of us were Hispanic um, or Latin American. So we, I, I felt at home. Um, I kind of, I kind of, I could say that I grew up in a bubble in some way in that Hispanic culture was kind of embedded in, in everything I did, you know, like speaking Spanish was just like the norm. It, it was, it was culturally okay. Like I was within a community that was heavily, heavily, like whether it be Cuban growing up in Miami, um, but just minorities in general, we were the majority in, in, in my population. So if you were looking at minorities, if you would talk to Alex 10 years ago, minorities to us were Jews, because um, like we had two Jewish kids and they were twins in, in our high school. And, and that was it, Every, the majority of us were Hispanic and you know, speaking Spanish was, was, was the norm and, and music was, was very, um, was very, very different. And, and I feel that I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with that. So it's interesting to see now, like, like we're making this push for Latinx, but I never grew up with that. So mm. to me, it's just kind of, okay, we're doing just the norm. This, it, it's what it, what it is to me. It's an everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird because like, this is the sweet style, sounds of Stan, by the way. Um, <laughs> ooh. Ooh. So it's, it, I, I kind of look at from being a half uh, Polish and half Mexican and someone who really never was that immersed in a lot of the things about either side of their culture. And I can kind of look at it not just from inside, but from the outside. And for someone who really hasn't delved much into Latinx composers or even Mexican popular tunes or mariachi or whatever, or Norteña or whatever, um, I, I can look at it from the outside and go, okay, so I'm gonna step back and see, yeah, I lived in a, a Mexican community that was once Polish, yeah, I went to a high school that was all white, except for a few of us who were Latinos and a couple of black kids. Yeah, but, and then I look at the TV screens and I see nothing but white people. And now it's 40 years later or 30 years later and I look at the TV screens and I see nothing but white people. Uh, yeah, I, I think, going back to your original statement, Daniel, about um, what it, when white people put on stuff that, to represent uh, people of color, and they try not to fuck it up. Well, the thing is, what are you trying to do what you think is for people of color? I, don't, I think you gotta take it out of your mind of, we're trying to do this for people of color, or we're trying to represent 
people of color in this, well, fuck that. It's like, no, just do it and find people of color who, who care enough to do it right or make sure that the people who are not people of color are doing it right, true to the spirit of everything and not just for people of color because I look at the TV screens and I go, oh yeah, there's all these Spanish language channels and that's great. Where are all these Latinos on TV? If we can have 15 on the air channels of Spanish language programming, why can't we have five, six, seven, eight sitcoms and TV shows mm -hmm. and where there are, where, where you have people of color all over the place, Latinos all over the place. It doesn't happen because the issue is bigger than just, oh, let's do one thing. It's about why aren't we more integrated into the whole? Why are we such a, you know, why are we maids mm -hmm. on TV? Mm -hmm. You know, why mm -hmm. are we gardeners and landscapers on TV? So that's, that's the thing about rep representation mm -hmm. is you want a positive representation. You don't just want all these stereotypes. stereotypes. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, <clears throat> with any any minority, any non-white group, if you will, but in that are I generally always portrayed in stereotypes. In that, I feel that it's, it's I think we're, we're so caught up in this term of cultural appropriation that it's, it's, we're kind of forgetting that we're all people. Like, yes, there are Hispanic maids. Yes, that's a thing. But there are also Hispanic doctors and Hispanic lawyers. Right. And there's, we're so much more than just like the narrow, the narrow, like what is considered cultural appropriation of that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that that is in itself, it's putting it in a, in a box. It's saying, we're trying to be, we're, we're being diverse here. We have a Hispanic maid, mm -hmm. we, have, we have a Hispanic this and, and that. And, and I, think, I think what we, what I would like to see is just like be regular people. Like we all exist in our own ways. It's just because we, we, we come to America and then, and then we find that, you know, there's only so many roles that we can do in, you know, in quotations and that. But I, I, I feel that if we were to just see it as in its own spectrum, as seeing everybody as an individual, we wouldn't be so caught up in this, uh, like being politically correct or, or, or being representative, representative enough. That makes sense. We, just, we get a little hung up you know? on, yeah, yeah. Right. The on everyone's background. Yeah. Right. You know, like right. people are people. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that applies to anything that's yeah. related to people of color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just seeing them, seeing them, and seeing them just doing everyday things. Because I mean, we do everyday yeah. things. Yeah. We're not different. I'm just like I'm Hispanic. I mean, yes, I, I will clean my house playing some music in the background, but I mean, that doesn't mean... But that there's Hispanics who won't. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some of us or who do it in silence. Can't I mean. or, can't, or the can't cook. We're just yeah. right here. Yeah. 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 yeah, just ask my ex-wife. Oh. 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 <laughs> well, so, um, I, you know, oh. Well, it's okay. Um, I just wanted to say, in terms of representation, I think that it's interesting and important that we all have had very different experiences, um, because I would have loved to grow up the way Alex did, surrounded by lots of <laughs> lots of people, my culture, and you know, not having to hide it. But um, my parents moved us to uh, an all-white school district when I was seven, and so. The whole time when I was growing up, I was the one with the weird lunch. 
that you had to like <laughs> heat up and your mom gave you like a fork and she's like don't lose this fork yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and like they would ask me why I was this weird color people would ask me to touch my hair as though like my hair like they had no like it was one of those one places where it was like I'm not even black like why are you asking to touch my hair um, my hair is like it's yours different. so you go through this whole, not only are you going through adolescence and being ashamed of who you are, because that's just like how you are as a teenager, but you're also ashamed because everyone can see that you're different. Mm. And so you're trying, like at home, you're like, oh, this is my culture, this is the food we eat and the music we dance to and the TV we watch and everything's great. And then you go to school and you're like, ooh, I gotta hide it, but my face is like a neon sign, you know? And so it took me a little, like there was a little while where my sister and I were just like, you're gonna speak to me in Spanish, I'm gonna answer you in English because I'm ashamed. And so we had to like get over that. And eventually, you know, you are like, fuck it, this is who I am and I'm happy about it. And <laughs> this is all the great stuff that I like about myself. And you learn that, you know, whatever, they can, whatever. And so I think the representation thing was really important to me when I was little because I would watch TV with my friends, nobody, was like no everybody was white or like we'd pick spice girls and it was like oh lily's scary spice and i'm like i'm not even black but okay here we go because white people don't know the difference between anybody that's not white and so and and i look at stuff like like rita hayworth pretended she was white when yes. really she was half spanish um the original um the original wonder woman what lynn carter half mexican but they're told oh, Carter was half yes see Lynn Carter half Mexican she still is she still is half Mexican half Mexican um, turned in her car yeah <laughs> but and then and then uh, Ava Longoria has talked about this in interviews too where it, when you're in the entertainment business they want to be able to sell you as white as possible unless you're going to go for the maid roles because that's all you have mm -hmm. if you're going to actually like own own your Hispanicness. And so that's why people have to hide, and that's why representation is important, because you shouldn't have to. It's like Alex said earlier, we're normal people, we're not just maids, and that's why I love, love, love <laughs> Jane the Virgin, which is the show on the CW, is a perfect example of one of these things where I watch it and I'm like, I wish that I could have seen this when I was seven, because they're showing this family where Jane goes to work. Some Hispanic people, some white people. She interacts like a normal person. She goes home. Everybody's speaking in Spanish and English. The music's going on in the background, and they have normal lives with this cultural intertwinement of like we're Hispanic in America, and nobody thinks it's weird. It's just a normal thing, and that's a normal thing for me. And I thought the whole time I was weird. So that's why representation matters to me. <laughs> wow. I feel like I just I feel like I just wrote a high school. Essay. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Well, it's really interesting that we have all had these much different experiences. Like, yeah, I mean, for you, yeah, growing up in Florida, like, yeah, no, I, everybody I, looks like I did like not you. experience that at all. Like, I sometimes felt that I wasn't Hispanic enough. Like, I have a, I have this weird thing about, like, That's a thing you too. know, greeting someone. And, like, for the most part, when I was meeting someone new, it was, like, a kiss on the cheek. And, and that Always. was hard for me. Like, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable. If I don't know you, I'm not going to be so upfront with you on that so you know a handshake for me that's 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 a lot coming from from me personally um but but i i sometimes felt that i wasn't hispanic enough or that i didn't speak enough spanish and and i you know i i during my first job i, I worked at a at an ice cream shop and sometimes people would come up to me and just start speaking to me in spanish and i remember being like 
I hate that. I, how can you assume that I speak Spanish to you? So I would speak back in English because I was like, you know what? I, I'm in America. We're going to speak English. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, yeah, I guess you can see it in my face that I, I clearly speak Spanish. <laughs> well, people do really assume. I mean, yeah. like people come up to me and just start speaking to me in Spanish and I am a gringa and they know it as soon as I open my mouth. It happens to Anthony too. And he's not any kind of Latinx just because he's a little browner than a regular person. And like what you were saying in terms of not seeing anyone, the thing about in the media with representation too is that sometimes people will go in, I feel like Eva Longoria or uh, Sofia Vergara, somebody have said this, sometimes you're not Latin enough Mm -hmm. and then other times you are too, like, and it happens with with black actors and like anybody who's mixed usually because you can quote unquote pass for one or the other and this and that and they want you to like change your mannerisms and I remember I think it was like Orange is the New Black cast Mm -hmm. really talking about it and like they want me to be blacker what does that mean like what are you trying again it's all stereotypes so we do need representation that's legitimate representation people living their lives I work in an office I go do this like like that, Jane the Virgin is probably the best example of that. Or it's Cristela. Like, that only lasted oh, yeah. one season, but it was so good. One day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. That's, that's another a, great George one. George Lopez show. Um, that was a great yeah. show. That was a great yeah, show. This is normal Latinos doing normal yeah. shit. Normal things. Living right. their lives. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think that's something that, that a lot of, I guess a lot of TV in quotes again, like airtime, people who do things in airtime for, forget that we all do regular things like all of us put on our pants one leg at a time like it's, it's right. like we're all doing that okay well with the exception of stan who just who just flies into his pants <laughs> i mean I, you know i think we, we need to show we don't need to make a big deal of including people of color they just need to exist because mm-hmm. i i think you know in, in america like i was a i was a first generation um, american and you know, yes, I did grow up with some Hispanic stereotypes and with with my parents, but I was a pretty normal person, I'd like to think, and, and I'd never like to make a big deal about that I was Hispanic because it was just it was just normal to me. Where I grew up it was just that's what you did, that's what it was and and that's how you were. It's it's not like, oh, I'm a person of color, I'm Hispanic, I'm gonna tell you about my plight in life. And that's that's not at all how it was. I, I was just a normal person. Like I played sports, I you know, I, I, I skipped school just like white people do. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was very normal to me, just existing. And I, I think that's what we're missing culturally mm-hmm. is just this, just like we are, again, just all a, a, a melting pot of people. And, and we all do the same thing. Like, I mean, we, we all went to college, possibly. Like, we all did the same things. We all had, you know... Uh, a minimum wage job we all mm-hmm. we've all encountered the same things yes we do come from different backgrounds but we've experienced the same things like if you grew up in america of course but um i i don't think we need to make that differentiation of a person of color as to white person or, or person of a different race like mm-hmm. we just need to exist as people i feel like it has gotten much more like that's been blown up more and more because i understand wanting to be respectful but at the same time, I feel like we can veer into almost too politically correct. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we? Like, yes. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to talk to you because, like, you're a Cuban person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're yeah. just, you're Lily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, I don't want to 
change. You don't need to change the way that you speak or things like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you when you. I mean. It's like when you walk up to a black person. You don't start speaking in ebonics right. because they're black. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, that's right. a person. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I. I feel like if you did, they kind of look at you like. Yeah. Like, Something's yeah, like, wrong that's with a this problem. person. <laughs> like there's something wrong here. Yeah. I just feel like we need to encounter people and just be like, you're a person. You. You do normal things like I do. Like, but it's but it's funny because like I know I, I experiences in all sorts of different jobs, where the Latinos kind of circle the wagons. You know, we, 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 we find each other where we at work, and then we just kind of, we exist in a different way than we do with, other people. We kind of have an understanding that other people don't because of our upbringing and our language and our. Uh, uh, and also because sometimes we feel like it's like other people don't look at us the same way. So if the only the people who are going to look at us the same way are our our own people, you know, how do you know? And just trying to feel comfortable in our own skin in that foreign environment, like Lily in her school, like me in high school, and like anybody who has to be in an environment where not only can it be um, seemingly foreign or seemingly homogenous, but also maybe a little hostile mm-hmm. and maybe a little off-putting. I work, um, I won't say specifically where, somewhere where we deal with a lot of Latino customers and a lot of people who don't speak English. And I can sense, I can even, in, uh, in dealing with customers and then behind the scenes, I can sense, and sometimes I've overtly heard the hostility that some of my coworkers have having to deal with so many Latinos. And it pisses me off. <laughs> it gets me to the point where I just want to turn and go, you know what, if you say that one more time, I'm either going to hit you or report you to HR. And you know that as a Latino person, if you say something, they're just going to turn and, turn and look at you and go, oh, he's just bitching because he's a... No, but I that's just somebody being disrespectful. There's yeah. a difference, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, but it's like there still is that catch-up that we have to endure that other people feel like, oh, we can, in this uh, PC is bad post-Trump election culture, that we can go ahead and say everything that we want to say about people of color and people of other cultures and whatever, and you have to put up with it. And it's irritating. It's irritating to the point where I just want to go and say, look, you want to close your mind off, go move to whatever area of the country would elsewhere. welcome your... Elsewhere. Just yeah, I'm elsewhere. Not gonna, again, not going <laughs> to specify anywhere. Don't want to offend anybody. But go, if you want to be white, go be white where there's a shitload of white people who all think like you. Let go, us... Go be white. Let, go be white. You know. um, John... Anything, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's funny because it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's interesting to hear all these um, opinions and experiences of everyone. But I think in that sense, uh, because of my situation, I've been very lucky. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up, I was born in the states, but I grew up in Mexico, so I didn't, I wasn't here until college, and I feel like I missed all of those situations that could have been uncomfortable for me in my upbringing, especially in, in the early years. So it's it's really interesting to hear all these um, 
different viewpoints, and I think if I were to relate to anyone here in this roundtable, would be the closest would be Alex. It's mm -hmm. the same, uh, similar situation upbringing. Um, but I, but I do I do hear what you were saying, uh, Stan, about <clears throat> about about how it's the hostility that sometimes people have. But I think it's also it's it's a very it's very specific. So it's I don't like to stereotype either. Mm. So. In that sense, I can say that I'm more fortunate that I, I mm -hmm. haven't feel, felt such discrimination or yes. situations of hostility, mm -hmm. maybe because of what I just said, that I came here when, when I have already had, after I have already passed all my developmental stages in life. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and then more on that, I feel like I was also privileged. Like I mean, growing up in South Florida, I mean, if you don't speak Spanish, you're you're kind of SOL. You are the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're definitely the minority in that, and and, and I, I I feel like without I, I don't know. I never felt like it was a big deal, and I feel like I was wistfully oblivious to that. Um, I I remember this one event. I was actually coming down uh, with my husband and my gay Hispanic best friend um, from from Louisiana we were coming down and we stopped at a Waffle House and I walked in and I was like I'm so excited because I love Waffle House that's something I love and and I completely ignored the fact that everybody there was apparently staring at us like who are these spits that are coming in and I had no idea what was going on until they they basically dragged me out of there and said we cannot be in there because we are Hispanic we that's not a place that we're accepted at the moment. And I was like, what? I like, I had no house. idea. This, where? <laughs> I had, it, this was in Florida. This was in northern Florida. Oh, of course, yeah, we yeah. were driving back down to South Florida, and I wanted to stop at a Waffle House. And, and I mean, I totally missed it. Had it not been for them, I would have sat there and had my chicken and waffles <laughs> with all these people who were looking at me like, who is this Who is this tiny spick just sitting in our restaurant? <laughs> and and, and I, can, I can count the times in, in, in one hand where I have ever felt that I've been discriminated against for being Hispanic or, or, or felt uncomfortable for, for who I was. I was very, very fortunate in, in, in life to feel that I was, I was I was normal. I was a regular person. So my experiences are definitely different from the people sitting here with me today. Girl, that same thing happened to me at a Waffle House in Georgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the waitress came up to us and was like, I don't feel comfortable serving you, so I'm going to have you guys move to a different server's section. Whoa, we were like, shit. you know what? We'll go what? to the fucking IHOP oh, across the street. No. Right? Um, but anyway, I think that's why it's important that we have safe spaces or like a sense of community because as Latinos, we have like... Is. Community and family is so important to us that it's 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 just like when we have those pockets like Southern Florida of right. like this is who we are this is what we are this and it's just like such a communal feeling that when we leave those spaces and you're at the Waffle House and you finally remember oh my God I'm not white I am the minority those yeah. are the those are the times when you're like shit. I wish that we weren't just represented as maids and gangbangers and other things oh, on TV so, so yeah, that everyone else would not have a problem with me in, mm -hmm. this, in this Waffle House right now. In summary, if you want to go to Waffle House, there's lovely ones in the Houston area which <laughs> do not judge you for shit. Otherwise, you're on your own. Well, of course, it's Texas. You're what do you say about community? And it's something that I want to direct at John specifically just because you have found like you have a lot of Mexican and Latin friends here right. and it's just like 
I think it's a fine balance because, of course, we all want to, like, quote-unquote, integrate ourselves and just be people with each other. But it's important to find that community because when you're hanging out with... I don't speak Spanish, but if I did, I was hanging out with a bunch of people that don't, and then, like, you know, you hear a song or you smell something and you, like, have this thought, your white friends aren't going to get it kind of a thing. And so it's, a, it's just nice to be able to have, like, people that from your background and you get well, your, like, yeah. your white friends aren't going to think that they're like novelties like right know, like, I mean ultimately like or churros or we want to like get beyond oh, that, that but at the really same time right like now. your own background and your 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 nationality your ethnicity or like your personal identification like it, it is make it makes you who you are so we can't forego quote you know color lines and all that kind of shit entirely because why do that like then we're not representing ourselves and, and our families and things like that. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that answered want to talk question. It did. It really did. Well, so it actually answered my question really well, and it sets up my next and question really well. And it really is the tip of the iceberg, too. I mean, that's like... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, so on that, to that end, the next question I really want to ask is... Um, oh. Oh, yeah. The... Night oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, why don't you ask the question and let your comments section in Scopy yeah. uh, cool. let people answer. Absolutely. You know? um, so This is your chance, America. So my uh, question is specifically about, uh, it has to do with y'all as artists. So uh, we'll find another time. Maybe we'll like get a couple of you in on a Scopy radio session at my apartment or at our apartment or something. Um, but it has to do with um, be, uh, <laughs> when we sat down to do this, and we were talking about, oh, it, it'd be really great to like do works of cultures that aren't uh, presented in the mainstream as much. And what we realized is that, uh, first off, there are so many neglected cultures, um, and <laughs> yep. the way that they're done by so many arts organizations is a way that isn't uh, doesn't represent the performers. Um, mm -hmm. And it kind of brings up this idea of, uh, it's something that uh, a lot of progressive politics debates are happening right now to the far left about um, praxis. And what praxis really means is it has to do with uh, theory, like political theory, and how it then gets represented in the, uh, in the real world, in the material, in, the, in reality, basically. Um, and so my question with all of that uh, is, why is it that even well-meaning arts organizations that are doing things in a way to try and culturally represent um, fall short when it comes down to what it actually looks like in reality? In that it's, it's not cast in a way that um, it's the people whose stories are being told representing those stories. Um, why are these cultures being neglected so much? Um, why is that? And so I, my question, and I, that's part of it, obviously, is what can these organizations do better? Why, what is it about these organizations that set them up this way? Um, yeah, so uh, I, want in on this. I want in on this one because I just did this in the Heights at Porchlight Music Theater that got ripped apart by um, 
Yep, we'll have to. I, I want to. I want another conversation. Yeah, I got um, fifteen thousand words on it. Great. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. Uh, if you want to keep up with what we're up to, you can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. We have our, our we have all of our recent podcast episodes there, uh, as well as all of our articles. Uh, you can keep up with us on social media: Facebook, Scopy Magazine, Instagram, and Twitter at Scopy Mag. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Go out and make something. <laughs>